All right, I'm honored this week, or Scott and I are honored this week to have on Trey. Trey's been really cool to me. He's been uh, like a great mentor of mine and honestly someone I've looked up to on and off the golf course. So, Trey, thank you for for uh, making time for me and coming on the pod today. Oh, man, no problem. I'm honored myself, man. Like, I, you know, I haven't been on too many pods, and this is definitely a rad one to start off on. <laughs> for sure, yeah. No, again, just starting this off, but... You know, I've always looked up to and admired kind of like what you've started and what you've done in like SoCal golf. And I think you have a really interesting background as well. So I wanted to, before we get into it, dude, how do you, how exactly do you say your last name? Well, um, well, my, my professional last name is Vooch, right? right? V-U-C-H. Uh-huh. But I know what you're talking about though. You want to know the full name. Can you drop that for the <laughs> listeners, dude, please? It's Vucharatevin Tarat. Vucharante Ventura. That's right. Well, hey, good job. <laughs> yeah. So how many letters is that, dude? Uh, 16. Okay, 16. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. yeah. Definitely know you as the Fox. Uh, know you as a great gambler. Know you as <laughs> a great golfer as well. I mean, we've played a bunch over the past couple of years. And, That's right. Dude, you're a stick. Like, kind of want to get into that. How exactly did you get into the game? Well, um, Around age 10, yeah. my uh, my stepfather, actually, who was an Englishman, brought me off to a golf course uh, called Los Feliz. Right. And this is uh, in L.A. Yeah. And, so you grew uh, up in L.A.? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Grew up in L.A. Yeah. Um, actually, since I was like four or five years old, grew up in L.A. Mm-hmm. And um, first time I ever touched a golf club was this, you know, was on this par three golf course. Right. And uh, we had a mixed bag of just about everything. Like, I mean, there was nothing that matched. <laughs> the putter was way too big for me. I mean, it was like one of those, you know, chin putters yeah, almost for me, putter. but it was like, yeah, but it was a normal putter. Right. Okay. Um, but you know, I had a great time, you know, just spending the time with the pops and then, um, ended up, you know, every, you know, what really got me to come back though, was the breakfast after the round. My, mm. my father and I would go down there, uh, have a breakfast right at that little cafe they got at that course. Um, I forgot the name of it now. They changed it a couple times now. But man, you know, that corned beef, hash, and eggs. <laughs> Dude, you're making me hungry right I now. know. It was awesome. But yeah, that's what gave me, got me back though. So every every Sunday, that was our thing. Mm-hmm. We got up at like 5 a.m., 5.30, head out there, play a quick nine, have some breakfast, come home. Nice. So um, yeah, that's what got me started. And uh, then I just kind of went and started taking lessons at uh, Griffith Park uh, Golf Club after that. Oh, wow. I've heard of Griffith. That's literally, that's like Riley Observatory as well, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Same area as the observatory. I mean, it's a huge, huge park. But right. uh, but yeah, that that place had two golf courses, two championship golf courses, and uh, the Wilson and Harding Golf Course. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I grew up there basically every summer just out there three rounds a day you know like every day (laughs) when i was on summer break so uh yeah it was it was a fun time man damn that's crazy i didn't realize you grew up in la i for some reason thought you were a san diego guy but that's awesome (laughs) so for you when did your game start taking off like did you show a lot of skill early on you know in your golf uh i guess when you first started or was it something you had to kind of work at you know, I, I liked the game right off the bat. So that kind of just got me out there. Mm-hmm. And with that came obviously the, you know, better game as I went. And so by like the third, fourth year, I was ready for competition. Mm-hmm. So I started competing and I, I'm just a competitive guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and I love that. So that's what, what really got me into competitive golf was um, as a junior, I'm 13, 14 years old. I was like, I'm ready to join a team. 
So I joined the Griffith Park golf team, Hanson Dam golf team. And, you know, I helped them win some championships. Really? And, uh, yeah. What were you shooting back in the day? Like, do you remember any memorable rounds? Were you going, like, pretty low back then as well? Or I mean, you know, I, I wasn't like those phenoms. that was shooting, like, 600 par or anything like that or 500 par. I mean, I, I would hit, like, one or 200 par every now and then. Uh, occasionally I was around like three to four over par, you know, but back in those days, like when I was that age, I mean, golf was still not as popular as it is now. Mm -hmm. Tiger was just coming up. I mean, he was one of my idols. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and actually I, I mimic a lot of my game due to what I, you know, saw him do and how he swings. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's what, that's what kept me in there. And yeah. And, and LA golf is so competitive. Yeah. So competitive. So that just, you know, helped my drive and right. yeah, I craved it, man. It so like crazy. growing up, did you play any against anyone that's on tour now or made like a career out of uh you know, golf? Kevin Na. No Kevin way. Na, did you really? Yeah, was was part of our field. Yeah. Um we had uh actually Kim, Anthony Kim was part yeah. of our field. Um he was he was one of the special ones that we already knew. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, this guy's out at Palm Springs all the time, you know, getting right. some good practice in. So, you know, we were all kind of jealous of him, actually. But, yeah, but yeah he, was, uh, he was part of our field for a while. Um, and then, uh, you know, Tiger obviously made his way through the L.A. area before I started coming up. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there was a lot of his legend going around as well. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Man. I didn't know you grew up playing with those guys. I don't, and did you listen to Last Pod at all? No, no. Okay. So the last guy we had on also uh, kind of had some run-ins and played a lot with Anthony Kim. So kind of, oh yeah, kind of just like random connection there. But dude, nice. when you think of like iconic LA golf, what comes to mind? Like which courses? Oh, Riviera. Yeah, yeah. That Riviera Country Club, man. I I remembered uh, going there a few times. Um, I I haven't had the pleasure to play there, you know, but I have gone out there. And uh, and basically been part of their tournaments, you know, part of the the crowd and and helping with the signs and stuff and scorekeeping, um, and I because I volunteered as a junior for that, so that was pretty cool. Wilshire Country Club was another one that I volunteered at that I was like, oh man, this is a nice course. Um, Did they play events there as well, like tournaments? It was a senior tour actually for that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was pretty. Uh, man, those guys can play. <laughs> those guys can they take such an easy swing, but man, that ball still goes. So mm -hmm. it's it's amazing to watch. Um, but one of my favorite courses that I played in LA was, was somewhat recently, like just, just earlier in the year, uh, it was Trump national. Okay. Uh, believe it or not. I mean, that, yeah. that course is amazing. It's like right on the coast too, right? Yeah. 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 Just amazing views, uh, amazing weather. Uh, the golf course was, you know, obviously pace of play was pretty good cause not too many people were out there. Mm -hmm. Um, but man, what a difficult course we, we played from the tips. Uh, I, I challenge anybody that that says they have game to play from the tips there because when that wind picks up, man, that, those those fairways are pretty hard to to stay on. Yeah, and no, that's... <laughs> I met some dude uh, who actually is a member there as well, and he said the same thing. He was raving about it. Like the course is always in great condition. He was like just there with Sasa Buyacic. Like there's always a lot of celebrities out there <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, you see a lot of celebrities just randomly show up. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. No, that course is awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, it, but you know, one a course that's dear to my heart there mm -hmm. is uh, Rancho Park. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, and, and why it's dear to my heart is because when I really, like, really got into golf is when I got into high school, and I pretty much became the captain of my high school, right? Uh, Los Angeles Center for Image Studies, laces, mm -hmm. and um, laces. I love that. Yeah, laces, we were just yeah. lacing it too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I right. still do. It's uh yeah, yeah. I mean, don't even know how I found out about that school to be honest, but uh it had a golf team. So right. 
I was like, I'm in, you know? Uh And uh, so we we went to a few championships. Um, I led us to a few championships for the city. Um, but uh, unfortunately, our team uh, didn't really make it to state or anything like right. that. But wait, we had, were you playing against Kevin Knott like that this time as well, or is that still back? He was in of... our field. Okay. Yeah, he was in our field. Um, he he definitely was at the, those city championships, and uh, yeah, and then the CIF stuff. So yeah, yeah, pretty good. Pretty. I mean, like I said, LA. You see all kinds of great players. I mean, there was there was better players too that didn't quite even that didn't even make it because mm-hmm. they just didn't pursue it. But man, they had some great swings and great games, man. Uh, I remember this one one dude. His name's Edward. Uh, I don't remember his last name right now, but but Edward, man, this guy. I, I just saw him get out of trouble like it was, you know, it was like nothing for him. I mean, he was in the trees, no problem, on the green. I was like, yeah. what? You know, I mean, uh, so so yeah, just excellent excellent games out there. All right. So then, kind of transitioning out of high school and into like, what did that next transition look like? Because I don't I don't know. I've never never had this conversation. Where did you yeah. go to do after after high school? Well, well, after high school, um, I decided that, you know, I want, I want to go into something golf. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't really want to do anything else. Right. So that was my passion. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, my mom found this school called the San Diego golf Academy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she was like, you know what? I think that might be for you, Trace. I was like, yeah, like, why not? San Diego, not too far. Right. At that time I had no idea what San Diego was like. And uh, I didn't know what to expect, but all I had was L.A., right? And I was like, you know, I'm kind of tired of L.A. traffic, so it'd be a nice start. So came down, Vista, California is where I landed, um, and we went to school right on Melrose and literally about five, ten minutes away. So every morning, my buddy Cole and I, my roommate actually, Cole and I, uh, would get up, go to school for a few hours, and then we're on the golf course by like one o'clock, you know what I'm saying, every day. Like, it it was the greatest thing, man. I mean, that... That college um, definitely uh, was for me. I mean, it just was everything golf. You know, I didn't have to worry about worry about anything I didn't care about. You know, it was marketing for golf, business for golf, golf professional. I was playing golf tournaments. I was running golf tournaments. I mean, it was perfect. All right. So which courses, when you said you went to, like, typically, obviously, Vista, you think Northern County, like, where were you typically playing back then in, in- yeah, well, the golf academy at that time had a lot of connections around the county, and we also had a lot more golf courses to choose from back then because mm. they're all open. <laughs> Nowadays, we've got so many closed down golf courses. Those same golf courses aren't even around anymore. But um, the favorite courses that we would play would be like Twin Oaks yeah. Valley Golf Course, uh, and that one uh, that was in San Marcos. I mean, great golf course. Nothing too difficult, but it's just fun to play. Mm. Um, and then uh, we also did um, a Salt Creek Golf Course, which is closed now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you're Salt naming Creek. all these courses. I'm like, I've never, I've never even heard of some of these courses. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Um, actually, I think that's what kind of got me, you know, into something later on in my life, which is right. the skins game. So, but uh, but yeah, back then I was playing everywhere. So that's why that's what I ended up loving was just hey, play different golf courses. And I figured if I can play good at different golf courses that means i'm you know that means i can go anywhere and play right Right. so i i I didn't believe in just playing one course over and over and over Mm -hmm. again and getting really good at that one because it's like well what if i go somewhere else Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know my got my handicap would be great for that golf course but i I don't know you know what i do anywhere else so Mm -hmm. so how long is a typical program or like the the college you went to is it a a couple years like three or four years or can you walk us kind of through that, like the curriculum yeah. and then like your favorite thing maybe you learned? Well, the thing about the golf academy is you can go either like blazing through it or you can take your time. Like it, they kind of 
it kind of allowed you to kind of go at your pace. Um, now, at that time, I was just trying to get through it quick. So I literally was in there for no more than two years. <laughs> I just, you know, just boom, boom, every semester I was there just knocking it out. And um, yeah, so by 2003, I was done. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, what do I want to do? And I went into the golf, uh, I mean, basically went into the golf industry and started working for JC Golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with JC Golf, um, I kind of moved around a little bit and really spent a little bit of time over at Mount Woodson. Mm-hmm. That was where I was an assistant pro for a while. Yeah, so for those of you know our listeners, because we have listeners all over the world, believe it or not, Singapore, oh. Brazil, you name nice. it. We cover continents, baby. <laughs> what is JC? How would you describe JC to... Uh, you know, one of our listeners. Yeah. So, so JC golf is, uh, basically like, um, well, it's a company that, that owns a lot of golf courses in the area and they've created this like membership card that allows you to kind of pay a discounted price wherever you go. So it allows you a little variety of the golf courses. I mean, it's, it's a great deal. Um, and at that time they were really just, they're aggressive. You know, they picked up a lot of new golf courses, uh, Rancho Bernardo, uh, Temecula Creek Inn. Um, you know, a Twin Oaks golf course, uh, Encinitas Ranch. I mean, they had they had everything. Salt Creek at that time too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was definitely the company to work for at that time if you wanted to get into golf. Yeah. No, I was a JC uh, twenty for thirty member, <laughs> yeah, and I used the crap out of that because I was working <laughs> in North County. So I mean, it was good deals. You ended up Absolutely. saving pretty solid amount yeah. of money. Yeah. Yeah. Used to mean, play like RBI now is like ninety. A hundred yeah. bucks and it's RBI, you know, not shitting on RBI, but. Well, I don't know if you want to take that this discussion there, but yeah, let's, let's talk about those prices, man. Yeah. These golf courses have really started going up big time recently. Uh-huh. Um, I'm hoping that, uh, that, you know, they, they start lowering them because I really think that right now that golf is so popular and they don't want to kill it off by just making it, you know, inaccessible for people. Mm-hmm. You know, like you got to make it somewhat affordable still for them to go out there. And right now they're reaching hundred dollar marks per round. Uh, it's going to make it tough for people to go out there every weekend. You know, now they're going to go every other weekend or maybe once a month, you know? So it's like, it kind of slowed down the momentum of golf. And right now golf is moving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it is interesting. And that's kind of why I don't play as much anymore. At that it, it, I'm telling it's just you. so freaking expensive in san diego you know yeah that's why i love the northwest because like when i think of the northwest there's so many great courses as well and it's like pretty accessible to just the people you know what i mean well that's what i'm hearing like my friends that go back out to the midwest goes to the south they're like trey i played this amazing golf course and i played like 35 bucks and i was like what i was like what is it a twilight round they're like no no that was like midday rate i'm like what Mm -hmm. so i mean they they are getting country club like conditions and just amazing golf courses and they're paying like a quarter of our prices. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's something that needs to, you know, eventually be addressed sooner than later, because like I said, it's going to slow down momentum. And right now it's like golf is getting really big, you know, and, and, and this would absolutely kind of, you know, kill it a little bit for the industry, mm-hmm. you know, cause I mean, think about it. If people stop coming out more often, they buy balls, less often they buy gloves less often they're getting their grips changed less often because they don't need to they're not playing as much Mm -hmm. so this is going to eventually trickle down and it's an effect and you know i used to also work selling golf equipment for pro golf discount back in the day so i definitely saw that effect uh during the 2007 2008 
uh, years. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, everybody saw the effect during those years, but like, I, I mean, people stopped playing golf and the golf equipment stopped selling mm-hmm. and we ended up having to shut down a lot of locations. Right. Does that kind of correspond with the golf courses closing down in San Diego as well? Was it right around those times? Yeah. Yeah. Right around that time is when a lot of courses kind of went down. Um, and uh, it was a sad thing because, you know, a, a lot of the local courses that we would we would basically frequent uh, were no longer there. And, uh, you know, some of them like Carmel Mountain Ranch, Double Tree, right across the street from there, both gone. Um, uh, there's a, another course up north. I'm, I'm slipping my mind right now, but it's near Lawrence Welk. Um, Castle Creek, hmm. that was what it was. That's gone. San Luis Rey Abispo, gone. Um, so, I mean, that's like four or five golf courses right there. Salt Creek is another one down South, yeah. which I've mentioned plenty of times. Cause I <laughs> love that course. Yeah. I mean, that was such a fun course, man. Those, yeah. those fairways roll forever. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's like, you can spray it a little bit, still be okay. You know, it's just a fun golf course. man. Yeah. So what, what are your favorite, what are some of your favorite courses now in San Diego? Wow. That's a good question. Well, you know what, if you're a San Diegan, and you live in the city of San Diego, you are, you know, you have access to that card, right? The resident card. And that is key because with that, I play Tory for like virtually nothing. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. I mean, I paid 70 bucks. It's worth it for Tory. Right. Um, the South side too. Absolutely. South and North. I like both courses. Mm-hmm. I think North's got a lot of character. Um, South is obviously the more popular, but, um, but either, either course is great to walk, beautiful weather. I mean, you can't, you can't beat it. Um, but if you want to say like, Hey, what's the best course in the County as far as experience for me? Um, I love San Vicente. Let's talk about that, dude. Cause I yeah. feel like that's not on everyone's radar in San Diego. I, I, I what's figured, up with that? Yeah. Well, San Vicente is a hidden gem out there in Ramona. It's like on the outskirts of San Diego. So, so Northeast San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're going to, you're going to take. I mean, from the city of San Diego, you're going to take about a 30, 40 minute drive, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't too bad. But once you get out there, you're in this nice little town, one way in, one way out kind of thing. Uh, and this golf course is so nice to play. It's so fun. Uh, they redid the greens. They redid the bunkers uh, a few, a couple years back. And they're beautiful. They're in great shape. Uh, the fairways are nice. And, and, and I mean, it's just overall beautiful, right? But not only that, the membership there mm. and the people there are so friendly. I mean, every time we go there, it's just, it's a nice feeling, you know, like when you walk into that, like that bar or restaurant and everybody's just like having a good time, easy. Pacific Ridge apartments, baby. Yeah, that's where you yeah. feel right at home. <laughs> there we go. Trey, Lonnie <laughs> brought the, the curry out or the, the curry, right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's a Thai chicken curry. Thai chicken curry. Um, Lonnie actually is, is a great cook. And uh, she she went and uh, mastered this recipe within like two weeks mm-hmm. uh, of trying it out. And now, dude, we've taken it to like three parties. Everybody's like, oh, my God, this curry is like Michelin three star or whatever. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're like, this is amazing. And, and you know, I, I'm, I'm eating it. I'm a pretty, pretty harsh critic. I got to say, man, I, I down that thing. Yeah. You saw me. <laughs> didn't stand a chance. I'm just trying to set up the podcast. Here. I know yeah. it was it was gone, um, but yeah, no, it's it's you know Pacific Ridge though. If you know going back to what you just yeah. said, like this place has been amazing. So yeah, yeah um, definitely definitely a great place to be, and especially having this podcast. I mean, this is oh yeah, this we're awesome in a little here. studio right now, feeling pretty professional, feeling pretty good. <laughs> Wish Scott was here. 
but kind of taking it back to golf, man. Yeah. You know, one thing that always stood out to me too, is you, you, you touched on a little bit. is just like your fire, your passion. Yep. So before we kind of get into what you started, I, I was wondering if we could kind of dive into like some of your favorite gambling stories. Cause Oh, Trey's a big gambler <laughs> on the course, baby. Well, you he's know, not, he'll smile and take every dollar in your pocket. He's he's called the Fox for a reason. How'd you get that nickname? Let's let's start there. How'd you get the oh, Fox? Oh man, um, he's known as the Fox. People. Okay, it all started at Roosevelt Golf Course in Griffith Park. Okay, yeah, number four, I believe, par four, dog leg left. Uh, hit a drive down there. A ball goes a little bit down the down the ray. Uh, it's like a little canyon, right? Little little hill. And as we're walking up, we see this fox just run right across a ball and everything. We're like, holy crap, what is that, right? And it just kind of stops near my ball, does a little thing, and then goes off, right? Yeah. So, um, and then ever since then, like, it was just like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, foxy, you know, foxy yeah. thing. And, and it just started coming up. And I don't know how it caught on to the rest of everybody. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's how Fox came to be. <laughs> Dude, I thought I, I thought it was gambling related because you're just taking no. money off guys. You're like a sly guy, you know? No, yeah, yeah. no, no, uh, no. The the gambling, the gambling actually came about. Um, well, because first off, I mean, yeah. you golf. You right? gotta gamble. You gotta gamble. Yeah. It's like if I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if you got to, but I'm that kind of person where I'm competitive, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm in a situation where I'm not really competing for anything, I just go kind of you know lazy with it, kind of yeah, just having fun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it takes that little bit. I mean, it could be a five, ten dollar bet, <laughs> okay. but that little bit is enough to get me like, "Hey, I'm on my game. Let's be sharp. Let's, you know." Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so, what what happened? The best gambling story I have has to do with one of my old bosses. Mm. So I'm not going to name him because back that's going to shame him too or... much. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's JC. Yeah, it's JC. Um, I mean, he knows who he is too. I mean, we. I mean, when you mentioned gambling, everybody would just know exactly who you were talking about back in those days. Mm-hmm. It was it was actually the three or four of us, but um, I call call one out right now, Frankie Four Fingers. Dude, okay? it sounds like a gambler. Fra- Holy yeah. shit. How yeah. did he lose his finger? <laughs> no, he didn't, but, but we still call him it. <laughs> no, but no, no, the, the, the guy is a gambler, though. He's yeah. actually all three of us were pretty bad gamblers at that time. <laughs> I mean, I think it was because we were just a little mixture of boredom. And wanting to have this, you know, feel something, something. That, yeah, feel yeah. something. <laughs> and after you're going like twenty bucks, fifty bucks, a hundred. Now, now you're just like, okay, let's just go for, you know, two hundred bucks, two hundred bucks for the round. Let's just do that, yeah. you know. Like, so it started getting ridiculous um, to the point where one day, me and my boss went out to um, a golf course. Is that it's? It's a really, it's Santa Luz. Super private golf course, yeah, right? Luz. Yeah, Santa Super Luz. nice. Yeah. Never played, Super heard nice. it's, you know, pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, it's very secluded. It's got its own community. Mm-hmm. Um, we were lucky enough because, you know, we were in the industry at that time. So we had a friend working there and got us out. I mean, fabulous golf course. But the story <laughs> so we decided, hey, first tee, we're like, hey, we're going to do 100 bucks a hole. Okay, cool. 100 bucks a hole. First Let's tee? Go. Yeah, first tee, 100 yeah. bucks a hole. Yeah. Yeah. And man, it was a back and forth, back and forth battle for like. What was your handicap at this time? Like, were you? St- um, yeah, we we. I mean, we both didn't. We were, we were both scratch players, right. so okay. yeah. So we we you know we we were like no handicaps and straight up all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, back and forth, back and forth through about ten holes. Then it started going my way, and so by seventeen, he was down like eight hundred bucks. Yeah, right. Yeah. And he was like, "Hey, I'll press you." 
right? And, and he and he always does that. He's like, hey, I'll press you. I'll press yeah. you. I'm like, okay, all right. You know, and, and you know, and you, you know, with these presses, you know, it's it's a coin toss. Right. Anybody can come out of it, right? And so 18th hole, it's a par four, downhill dog leg right a little bit, rough all down the right and left. Uh, I, I hit a hook into the left rough, not good. He hits a slice into the right rough, no good. Yeah. We're both short of the green. We both chip up. He misses his putt. I made mine Damn, dude. for 16 hundy. Jesus. That's the fox laugh yeah, right there. That was... the sly guy. <laughs> yeah, man. That was, uh, I mean, I mean, I know 1600 for some people ain't that big of a deal, yeah. but man, it, it was very satisfying the way it happens because, dude. you know, me and this guy, we had a rivalry. So it was, yeah. it was more for that, you know? Yeah. yeah but that's uh, awesome, man. Yeah. That's a sick little come up, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. To this you day, I box, tease him yeah. about it, about how he bought my TV. Wait, so this was Frankie <laughs> Four Fingers or no? No, 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 no. Oh. Frankie Four Fingers What's is one of my friends. Yeah, let's get into Frankie. What's Frankie? Oh, Frankie. Uh, um, he, he, well, first off, he's one of my better friends, uh, believe it or not. <laughs> he's, uh, he's known, he's known to be, uh, you know, a little hothead at times, yeah. but, uh, but, Man, I love him, man. The guy's got so much character, and uh, he's such a good golfer. I mean, it, 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 sometimes you you wonder how he shoots so well because he doesn't have, like, the greatest-looking swing or the most orthodox-looking game, but he gets the job done, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've met a lot of people that do that same thing nowadays. Right. I mean, you're like, how did how did you just hit that ball like that? Yeah. He just you know? golfs his ball. Man. I know, yeah. They just golf their ball. So, um, But uh, I have... Oh man, I have some stories about Frankie Four Fingers. He'd probably get mad, but uh, <laughs> I want to meet this guy. He doesn't even have four fingers. You just call him. Four yeah, fingers. yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, he's he's amazing. The guy's the guy's so fun though. So um, so once again, like I said, he has a hot head at times. Yeah. Uh, and we bet quite big. So we came down eighteen on Eagle Crest Golf Club, which is out in Escondido, California. Yeah. Great golf club, by the way. Uh, shame that it's kind of gone a little downhill, but, um, but at that time it was a good, you know, great golf course. And so we were coming down 18 and, you know, obviously a lot of money on the line and he's playing decent, you know, puts a shots in the fairway. We're both in the fairway, but he hits his in the water on that second shot. And that water, you know, on the right side, just came up a little short, just a little short. And man, I saw, clubs going into the water and everything yeah butter go flying like it was bad and then uh and then later on i saw a scuba diver come out and start taking really? this stuff Jeez. yeah but uh oh yeah no that you know i mean a broken club here and there you no know, not a big yeah. deal that's normal but it's passion baby it's that's it is it's, it's passion and that's i think that's what golf does to a lot of people though <laughs> It really digs in at you. You know, you're like, oh, but then it's also the most satisfying. Mm-hmm. When you sink a 35-foot putt right in dead center of the heart, you're like, it's the best feeling ever. Yeah. You know, or when you crush the drive right in the middle of the driver yeah. and you're just watching it fly off like a you know, Mark McGuire home run, you're like, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love playing with you, man, because yeah. you're a really good player too. Thank you. So like what what handicap do you hold? I know it's been a while since, you know. You're in your PGA days, but are well, you still a uh, scratch right now, or what do you what do you hold? No, no. Well, you know. So here's the thing. I, I hope some of the, uh, the your, your your listeners uh, are actually part of my other golf groups that have me a a, a minus four or minus you know you know basically a plus four or a plus, plus one. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I How I, I was really? I was oh, I was okay. a plus one point eight earlier in the year. 
earlier in the yeah. year. Now it's gone down to, uh, or it's gone up to 1.4. Right. Yeah. So that's because of work. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> got to do it though. Right? Someone's got to do right, it. Lonnie. Right. Yeah. yeah. So just for the record, uh, I hit plus 1.8 uh, because I was off for like three weeks yeah. and I did nothing but golf. Yeah. You know, so, hey, you know what? Maybe if I, uh, if I, I think dedicate... I remember because you were on an absolute heater, right? That was back at when I was living at uh, Bay Point, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. I was, I was, I actually, it was part of that, that streak where I had 10 birdies over at CNR. Hmm. Uh, 10 birdies in one round. Uh, Randy was there to witness and Kelly was there to witness, which is all I needed because those two, <laughs> those two hated every moment yeah. of it. <laughs> like, did, wait, Randy, I think I play, he's like the Korean like dentist, right? No, 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 no. That's Will. Oh, Will. Yeah. yeah Will, uh, Will, no skills. Yeah. Uh, Randy, no mercies who I'm talking yeah. about. He, uh, he actually is um, part of my other golf club too, but uh, he plays with me on the TSG golf tour. And uh, yeah, he's one of the better once he's like yeah. you know top top guys and and definitely a rival right for me yeah we go head to head a lot and uh yeah we we we, we both have gotten the better of each other sure. <laughs> a good amount of time so yeah. dude so that's awesome and i mean you just touched on it and that's really the reason i i wanted to have you on the conversation because like i think what you're doing is really cool in like amateur golf or non-professional golf i guess yeah. So let's get into TSG, dude. How would you explain TSG to someone who has never heard of it? Yeah. So basically TSG, which is stands for the skins game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a golf tour that has, um, you know, over 500, uh, you know, guests and visitors throughout the year. Like this year we had over 500. Mm-hmm. Um, we const- constantly have about 40 golfers per tournament, all amateurs of all different abilities. And when I say all, I'm talking about like we have 22 handicappers all the way down to plus four handicappers. Mm -hmm. So the cool thing about our tour, though, is it allows all of these players to actually play on one field. Whereas, you know, most of amateur golf is split up. Oh, high handicappers, you know, flight A, flight B, that kind of stuff Um, or pros, right? But we've actually managed to come up with a formula and a system that allows these players to actually compete on an equal playing field, which is what the gin handicap system is all about, right? But for some reason, it wasn't being done with all these other clubs. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how it's working for us, really. I mean, I I just kind of was like thinking, hey, let's let's tweak these numbers around, these handicaps around a little bit, 80% here, 50% there kind of thing. And Trey skewing it in his favor. He's just like, no, for for the different games though. Right. Um, But it's really eliminated that, Hey, you know what? I think that guy's sandbagging Mm -hmm. or, you know, the last tournaments, the last, actually every tournament we've had, we've had an equal field of winners. And what I mean by that is let's say we had like six winners total. Three of them would be like high handicappers. And the other three would be like good pros. Mm -hmm. So, that's how I figured that, you know what, this system is working. And when I started seeing a pattern that, hey, this is every tournament, like there's actual equal winners of ability. Mm-hmm. That's when we knew we were on to something. Mm-hmm. And so we developed our games around that being like, okay, how can we make each game a fair shot for everybody? So now you're like thinking, hey, I could put five or 10 bucks on each of these games and have an equal chance of winning any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what's cool about us. And that's what's 
that's what makes us different. Yeah. So when did you start the? Uh, when did you start TSG? How long have you guys been around for? Well, the skins game has been around for about sixteen years, mm-hmm. uh, but it really started becoming TSG Golf Tour uh, just last year. Mm-hmm. So we, we we kicked it off. We really started putting together like a tour instead of just a club. And uh, with that came just like, oh, my gosh, so many more uh, people interested in the competition, people that wouldn't even play with golf clubs normally because they couldn't fit in anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Because these golf clubs are either way high handicappers, or way low handicappers. So they actually found a home with us. And and that's what we're doing now. And that's how we've changed is we now appeal to this whole new, you know, market. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's 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 where we're going with yeah, it. Man. Dude, it's dope. And then as far as like experience goes what can someone expect when they sign up for tsg because i know that's another sort of big selling point for you guys like what's your sort of vision for for that well that is actually um all we are we are the experience because you know we're not an official pro tour or anything like that right but what we envisioned for tsg players are normal guys like you and i that we have this competition this drive in us but you and I know we're probably not going to get to the PGA, right? right? Yeah. But we still need, you know, we still want that. So what we do is we offer that tour experience. I'm talking about just professional looking cards, uh, you know, the tent, the tents, the flags, the signage, um, the prizes. And I feel like we're really fulfilling people's desires, you know, in a way to, to become this, like a superstar in a way, right? But in their own realm. Yeah, it's like a micro cool like superstar almost yeah yeah i mean we've we've come out with this new thing recently which which i gotta admit was inspired by baseball basketball and football cards right and i'm like sitting there going man i've never seen a golf card mm-hmm. right I, I looked it up online i searched everywhere there when they talk about golf card they're talking about the discount jc golf club right. card right yeah. all right but but no when, the when residence I, card and yeah right the resident card right so but when i what I was thinking about golf club card is something like a baseball card. Mm-hmm. So what we did was we started taking pictures and videos of obviously of our players and everything like that. And we made these really cool collectible downloadable cards mm-hmm. for our players to kind of memorialize, you know, like memorialize their tournament and be like, Hey, look, I played in this tournament. I shot this score. Look mm-hmm. every score. And that's them like, you know, in a nice cool pose, just like you would see on any card. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, or sports card. So um, that's our new thing. And we're, we're developing like different types of cars to acknowledge people for their their, you know, their winnings. So if you're like the tournament champion, you get a special card. There's only one of those mm-hmm. per event. So we're only giving one of those away you know, per event. And then everybody else has a standard card. And if you win one or two games, you might get a gold card. Right. So it's kind of so cool. Yeah. yeah. But you guys also are playing nice courses as well. Like I remember the last one I played in was at Rams Hill. Yeah. Yeah, um, that that's our thing too. We travel. We never really like playing the same course over and over again because you know everybody want, needs to get out and experience, right? So we played Rams Hill, we played San Vicente, we played the Golf Club of California, we played um, where else have we played here? Uh, Temecula Creek Inn at one point. Uh, we've also gone out to like Carlton Oaks and Cross Creek at one time, um, but you know what? These days. With courses closing down everywhere, our selection is starting to slim down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have made good partnerships with a lot of our local courses, and they happen to be the best ones around. So, right. yeah, good. That's awesome, and it's really inspiring because I know that 
like you see this as like it's it's a passion you know and i know lonnie's super involved with it and you guys are like blown like doing what you can do to like really promote it you know in san diego and it's just cool just to give someone a new experience in golf in my opinion you know that's what we're all about yeah um, well, I mean, uh, like I said, our, our website will give you a lot of information, too, about what we do, our games, where we're going to be at. Uh, so, you know, I, I urge people to go down to skinstour.com and check it out. That's, uh, you know, a skins with a Z there. <laughs> so, yeah, just check it out and, and, and give us some feedback, too. Let us know, uh, because that's another thing about us is we make changes sometimes on the fly, depending on the feedback from our our. our people you know from our members when they say hey trey you know we didn't like this game too much or we think this could be improved you know by the next event it's done right. it's ready to go you know these they're now experiencing the new updated mm -hmm. so um that's what i think really makes us different too and a lot of people appreciate because you know we will we will take that that constructive criticism and that feedback and those ideas and we will make it something nice for them and say hey look this is this is for you now. Mm -hmm. This is what you wanted, right? And yeah. uh, and so far, we've we've got a good variety of games that that really appeal to the whole mass. Can we get into the games a little? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about it, dude. What's kind of going on? Well, I mean, obviously, just like any club, we got our standard low gross, low net, you know, uh, which is basically the score with or without handicap, lowest right. scores. Uh, then you got your skins game, which is you know uh, we got the net and the uh, the gross skins, and basically it's like you know last man standing on any hole. If you happen to be there and all the rest of them tie, you might win the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So that's what's so cool about that. Um, but then we also have closest to the pins, yeah. right? Another traditional game, basically just being the closest you can mm -hmm. um, to, on the par threes. Uh, and then here comes the special ones, right? Mm -hmm. So we've got one called Rolls Dice. Yeah. Now let's talk about Rolls Dice because there's a lot of, you know, there's some people that hate it. And there's some people that really love it, right? Yeah. So it just depends if which group you're in here. But um, if you're a gambler, you're going to love this game. Uh, basically, it's birdies are better. You play your normal round of golf. You mark down your score. When you come in, birdies are better equate to either one roll or two rolls or three rolls of the dice. Now, we have these nice foam dice sitting out there at the end of the round ready for you to use. So once you count out how many rolls you do, you roll those dice and you try to roll everything except for a 7 or an 11. If you roll a 7-11, you get zero points. Lost, yeah. Yep, you crap out, right? But the, and if you double, you double it, right? So your, your goal, obviously, is to roll and get the highest amount of points. Mm. And if you're that, you win the pot, you know, for just rolling dice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's another game. Uh, and then uh, we have this other one that we, uh, that we introduced somewhat recently. It's called Putts and Chips. Now, this game is if you're a short game guy and you don't hit a lot of greens, you know, like which a lot of people don't. I mean, am we're amateurs, right? Hey, I see you hit every green. No, 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 I dude. Know. I doesn't <laughs> miss his green. Oh, come on. No, no, no. No. Hey, neither do I. Neither do I. <laughs> but uh, if you miss greens like most of us, right. <laughs> you're going to have a chance in this because every putt from off the green or every chip from off the green has a chance for you to win the pot. And because, you know, those are rare. So um, what we've noticed is one or two guys would win this whole thing every time, right? Just one or two. Um, this last event, I chipped in twice. Yeah. Nobody was there yeah. to, to chip in anything else. Yeah. So I won the whole pot. <laughs> you will laugh, man. Was, Taking yeah. the entire pot every time. It's rigged. Hey, you know, it's I get a little lucky from time to time. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. 
So that's really cool. Yeah. But dude, for you, like, what's your vision or do you have a goal for the skins game kind of moving forward? And like, if you kind of look at it in like a two year, five year period, yeah, like, where do you want it to go or where do you want to take it? Well, I mean, I think I wouldn't bet on, I wouldn't bet against Trey is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Well, you know, we, we, we wanted, we wanted to just stay kind of down to earth because, you know, obviously it's, it's a two man operation, you know, where, where a lot of people think we have all this extra help, but it's really just, you know, my wonderful wife and I that run this whole tour. Mm -hmm. Uh, and she does quite a lot, so (laughs) I can't throw any more pressure on her, but basically we, we capped our fields to 40 people. Mm We just hope that, you know, continuing forward, we're just going to have a solid 40-player 40, 40 field going forward. We're going to introduce new games. We're going to get even better with the exposure for players, just like, you know, like I said, creating these golf cards. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to do, like, videos. We're going to do, like, clips. We're going to do, um, you know, broadcasts of the, the games. Mm-hmm. We have live scoring. You know, we have uh, all these things that are going to be coming online this next season. So it's going to be very fun to see by the end of the next season, what else, what else is going on, you know, um, because we just grow all the time. Sure. Um, one of the things that we are starting next year that we're going to make happen every year is an international trip. Hmm. So this year coming up, we're planning to go to Thailand. Uh, yeah. End of February to early March, uh, about two and a half week trip almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, we're going to play six rounds of golf out there, golf carts included, caddies included, uh, I mean, just beautiful country and there's, there's food everywhere. I mean, and it's just a beautiful place. Yeah. So we're really excited to be able to introduce Thailand where I'm from mm-hmm. to, you know, my golf friends and golf family here yeah. uh, and, and our whole golf tour. So Dude, that's dope. What's golf in Thailand? Like, cause I know Liv was there earlier this year and they were just trying to promote it. And my buddy and I, my co-host Scott did a bunch of research on golf in Asia <laughs> And it's just massive. It's a growing sport. So like when you think of Thailand and golf, how, you know, what comes to mind? Well, I mean, Thailand hasn't always been known for like golf, right? Because I mean, there's, there's beautiful golfers all over the place and Thailand is really kind of new to it. Um, But we do have championship golf courses there and they've also played a lot of pro tours there lately. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, just like you mentioned, Liv was just there. So I feel like Thailand is, is growing. Well, golf period is growing Mm -hmm. and Thailand is really taking advantage of it because they have so much beautiful scenery to work with. I mean, some of the courses that we're going to play, I mean, there's one called Chi Chan golf course. Yeah. Golf club. And, on one of the holes, actually on several of the holes, you could see this mountain in the background. And on this mountain face is a Buddha that's just carved into the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's super cool experience to play with that in the background. Um, and the weather there, I will say, is a little warm. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like muggy-ish because it's yeah. so humid climate, right? Yeah, yeah, a little muggy, a little warm. But, um, but you know, you kind of get used to it. Uh, right, right. When you get off the plane, it'll hit you like a wall, <laughs> like boof. You yeah. know, start sweating. Like I'm, I just walked into an oven. You Bring know, another but... <laughs> pair of uh, boxers too. <laughs> right, but uh, but after like ten minutes, <laughs> your body body gets used to it. You sweat a little bit, and then you know you're good to go after that. But uh, but I think Tiger actually went over there one time to play a tournament it was a while ago mm. and remember that he, he he like got dehydrated and he had to be you know he had to basically withdraw out of that tournament um so thailand can get that way mm. luckily we're going during the right season All right. <laughs>
Dude, that's dope. So six rounds of golf. Yes. Let's talk. Let's talk more about this trip. Let's kind of go to that. Can you talk me through the itinerary? Pull it up. There. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me pull up. Uh, let me pull up the golf courses. So, kind of have this all. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so um, some of the golf courses that we're going to be seeing when we're in Thailand uh, is the Siam Country Club. Mm -hmm. So this is like one of the best golf courses in Pattaya, Thailand, which is south, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like south on the peninsula almost, um, or actually on the other side of the peninsula. Um, But man, this course has like four different courses on there, and they're all grade A spectacular courses so we're playing two out of those four but they're Um, all like super modern golf courses too right uh some of them yes some of them are like brand new as like within the last year or two Mm. and then some of them are actually very old like they've been around for a while and they're just very mature now so um but but they haven't they weren't golfed on as much back in the day Mm. but now that golf's being really you know been really popular now they're starting to become out more often because there's more players. Right. Yeah. So, um, so Siam Country Club is one of them. Chi Chan is the other one I was telling you about. Alpine Golf Resort. Now, that's where one of the championships was held recently. So we will be playing there as yeah. well. Um, then we've got Royal Chiang Mai Golf Resort, mm-hmm. which, man, if you look at you look this place up online, it is amazing. I'm talking about like wow, the scenery around there is like jungly and just, it's just different, you know, like right. from what you're used to seeing here in the United States. Yeah. So, um, oh, and the grass out there, by the way, is thicker. Yeah. It's like crabgrass, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it is different. It is definitely different to hit out of. Um, I had to get, I had to get used to it. The first time I was there, I was like, I was like, what is this that I'm hitting? Is this fairway? Like what's going on here? This looks like my, my lawn grass, you right. know, like, um, but, but that's, that's pretty common in Asia. So. Yeah. So when you think of like the Thai golf experience, playing in Thailand, actually playing there versus, you know, like a course in the U.S. or in San Diego, how does it vary? Well, because it's different culture and you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the great thing about golf is wherever you go, golf is golf. Mm-hmm. You know, you, 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 you golf the same way almost, right? Everywhere. Um, the, what was a little different, and I can't say it's too different because here you you also have some courses that have caddies and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But over there is like everywhere is has a caddy. Right. <laughs> you know, everywhere you go has a caddy. And um, it is pretty cool because uh, you're, you're supporting the economy, <laughs> you know, because a lot of those caddies, like they depend on, on that to, to survive. So it's like I'm I'm happy to give them a nice tip at the end of the round and and take a caddy with me every chance I get, you know. Yeah. Um. So, but uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool because they walk around with the umbrellas and everything, and yeah. you know, uh, they're so nice, man. They're they're awesome. You see it taken care of, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the thing about Thailand, though. You you'll see everywhere you go, it's very customer friendly. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so nice. Everybody's so honest. I mean, um. There's one story that I kind of want to share just because it, it kind of shows the character of Thai people in general. Uh, we were at a big mall in the center of Bangkok, you know, just walking around shopping, you know, gift shopping before coming home. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so Lonnie goes and buys like, I forgot what she bought, but she bought something from a vendor and she, she basically overpaid, right? And, and walked away. And this vendor literally found like I was like hey you, your change your change and she followed us all the way through because this was like five ten minutes later before she followed us found us gave us the change said here here no no like here's your change here's your change 
we're like, oh, they, this was for you. Like we were leaving it for you kind of thing. And it was just, you know, and she was just like so thankful after that. I mean, but that's the kind of, you know, like normally, like you would think, hey, if I overpaid and walked away, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's just changing the, the pocket. Yeah. It's like the fox is in my in pocket, that, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, like th- these people would literally chase you down and say, hey, this is yours, you know, don't take it, you know, and they're, and they're so thankful when, when you turn around and say, no, no, it was for you. And they're just like so thankful and surprised, man. It's it's a great country. Wow. So how often do you go to Thailand? When's the last time you were there? Well, we used to go yearly, uh, right? Um, Pre-COVID. But, yeah. But, uh, but now it's like, you know, after COVID, we were like, yeah, you know, quit for a while. You know, the restrictions started getting ridiculous. They actually banned travel for a while in Thailand. Mm. So um, we're just now picking it up this next year. We're very excited to go back. Nice, man. Yeah. So where's your family based out of? Um, well, my, my mom yeah. is actually in a place called Sawankalog, yeah. which is right in the center of the country. Yeah. So heart of the country. Um, she's, she's there with my grandma right now, uh, which is, which is, uh, yeah, she's still like, she's up there in age, man. She's, I, that's why like we want to go because I haven't seen my grandma in like three years. Yeah. Um, so we want to go see her, but yeah, they live in the center and that actually used to be the old capital city. So, um, so that was pretty cool before I moved to Bangkok. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my father, the old capital city. Wow, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so Koh Tai actually is the capital. Mm-hmm. And so Wan Kalog is like a province right in that capital. Mm-hmm. So we were, we lived there, uh, st- still have a house there to this day. Um, but, uh, my father, um, a little more popular guy. Yeah, let's get into that. Yeah. Dude, Cause this is a fucking morsel <laughs> for the listeners, dude. We have yeah. royalty on the pod well yeah i don't know i mean yeah so we do have a little bit of royal blood flowing through the family okay um, okay from my from my grandma's side yeah uh but uh so my my father um he is a a famous artist in thailand has had a gallery there for about 40 plus years yeah um and he has made so many improvements within the last few years during covid and it blows my mind. I mean, it's almost like a theme park there now. Mm. But uh, but basically, this this little town called Nan. 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 Yeah, it's a province in the northern part of Thailand, close to kind of like the Lao Chinese border up there, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but base or I'm sorry, Cambodian border. Um, but basically, uh, <laughs> yeah, he he's he's been up there by himself doing this thing running this business with with his family for 40 plus years hasn't changed anything until just recently but man now it's exploded right mm. the town has acknowledged him to be the main reason why people go and basically tour, you know tourism goes yeah. there right so there's there's two things in that that town really the temples and that art gallery mm-hmm. All right. So um, that's that's something that's really cool. So we're going to actually visit there during our trip to Thailand with the, the whole squad of TSG as well. Yes. Man. Yeah. We're going to go up there and visit him and check that all out. And man, I, I got to tell you that that place is incredible. What he's been able to do there this whole time. And the artwork is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, he has so many friends in the, you know, in the art world right. that go and visit him all the time and they party it up and have big gallery you know openings there and i was just like really impressed to see that yeah. you know go down so Dude, i'm just glad i know you man, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. we gotta go sometime because you said it's what late was it january and into february or late february and into march late february into early march okay, so gotcha. um actually the actual dates are february 18th through march 5th mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but, so. but you we kind of rolled through pricing and like it's fairly affordable, right? I mean, as it far is. as traveling goes, and yeah, uh, we we have a few spots left. Um, right now, the pricing without airfare getting there. Right. So get airfare getting there and back, that's on your own, right? But everything else with this price will be included with the Thailand trip, like the the transportation within the country, uh, the breakfast, the hotels, the golf, all of it, the caddy included, all of it, right? Um, if you're a golfer and you're sharing a room with either another golfer or a guest, it's $21.55 for the entire trip, mm. including the golf, like I said. Now, if you're a non-golfer, let's say you're bringing that guest, $16.50. Mm. That's for 16 days yeah. of travel in Thailand. Yeah, that's what I spend on a dinner, dude. So. I tell you. <laughs> no, you're a baller, no, baby. I'm just kidding, I just want to be like Papa Trey. But... Oh, man. Dude, yeah. that's awesome, man. So I'm really excited to see where you take uh, TSG. Like, I believe in you. I don't. I wouldn't bet against you. You know, I love your vision. I like Lonnie's got the passion as well. Yeah. It's really cool what you're doing. So thank you. Any uh, Anything else you kind of want to bring up or talk about while, while we're on the pod? You know, we're, I just want to say, you know, it, it's been, first off, it's been great being here with you, man. It's been yeah. so long and, you know, it's been great catching up too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to get on the golf course yeah, with you. Take my money, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I do want to let everybody know, I mean, we, we plan on having a very exciting year in TSG next year. Um, you know, our, our tour just has one event per month at the end of the month. It's usually the last Sunday of the month. Uh, but we have several trips planned throughout the year. One of them is going to Vegas. Mm -hmm. One of them is going to Thailand. They're right next to each other, which is kind of crazy. But And we might even plan a, a Palm Springs thing towards the end of the year. Um, so it's just very exciting things. And we hope that you guys come in and give us a shot. Try it out. See if you like it. Because uh, to be honest, it's like we got something for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's a game that we have that everybody would like. I mean, it's 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 there. Yeah. You know, so we hope that um, you know you come and give us a shot and let us know what you think. Yeah, and it's serious. Everyone there's everyone that is there to win. No one, no one's drinking beers. Everyone's dialed. Yeah. Well, well, they're under their stimulants. They're just ready to rock. Yeah. I, I, well, I didn't even know that we were going to get that type of reaction. To be honest with you, but right. yes, a lot of people have told me like. Dude, we're gearing up for your event. We're gearing up for your life. Yeah. So like they're actually like planning and practicing and getting, you know, yeah. going to practice rounds of the course and getting ready for these events because but yeah, like I, I mean on that same note, that that's why golfers of all abilities, man. I'm telling you, we we really started attracting some some good, good yeah. competitive golfers. Uh and it's and it's anybody's game every week. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but we're talking like actual sticks, right? Oh, Didn't some guy shoot sixty five the other week, or yeah, we had uh, yeah, Lieutenant Layup, Kevin Lieutenant. That's the other Layup. thing. Everyone's got a uh, a nickname. Yeah, though, that's right. Cool, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I, I, I was can't... rumpled foreskin. I think. <laughs> yes. <F -R> yes. yes. <laughs> that was Jackson. Oh my god, yeah, that was a wild weekend. Yeah, but keep going. Yeah, no, it was a wild. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, we, that's the cool thing. So um, basically, Kevin Lieutenant Layup Olson. Played his lights out, shot 65 at San Vicente, which is yeah. golf in his ball, man. I'm telling you, that's a tough golf course to shoot 65 on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's just to show you. But now, next week, he shoots a 75. <laughs> so, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. It's anybody's game. And that's why I love right. this sport, because anything can happen from day to day in golf. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's no guaranteed win out there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, I'm thrilled. I uh, just want to say thanks again for coming on the pod. Man, anytime, man. This was so you. great. We appreciate you. Hope to do it again as well. Absolutely. Yeah, anytime, man. Just let me know. You're okay. always welcome here, you too. Do you have fun? 
I had fun. I had a great you time. You loved it? Okay. I love it. All right. I pause. <laughs> All right, bro.